So we'll get on with the show today. I have a very, very special guest. Probably the most special guest I've ever had on the show. Even more so than Chief Thode and Mike and those guys. So I'm, uh, I'm going to let her introduce herself. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, fire safety in our communities and, and how we present it. So, okay, go ahead with your introduction. Hi, my name is Amelia and I am eight years old and I'm in third grade. Okay, so my daughter Amelia, we're going to talk a little bit about fire prevention and what we do in our communities. Now, most of us, especially, you know, the volunteer, even in, in the career world, our focus of fire prevention is usually during October, right? Fire Prevention Week, that's when we go to the schools, we do things. But we're, we're in the community a lot, and, and there's always an opportunity to, to talk fire safety and to, to preach that, you know, what we want the public to do and there's kind of a couple big topics now they've changed over the years because when I first joined the fire department and you went and talked to kids about fire safety we taught them how to pull the pull boxes uh, obviously that was a few years ago and since then cell phones came about even really the use of 911 has become predominant all over the country in the, in the mid early 90s you know there's still some spots if you would remember when you would travel and you'd go over the uh, state lines, like some of the cell phone were like Star SP or stuff like that. But 911 has now taken over. But we still, we teach it. You know, we teach the kids what number is, you know, what number to call in the event of an emergency. Other things, though, that you, you need to teach the kids besides that is they, they need to know their phone number, their address, you know, their name. Th common things like that to help, uh, you know, first responders get to their houses another common topic we talk about is uh, what to do if your clothes catch fire now I feel like nowadays this I, I don't want to say it isn't a huge problem but thanks to the the internet and TikTok and YouTube I see it a lot more and I see a lot of it a lot of times people are trying something but it's it's very simple right what do we teach kids if their clothes catch on fire we stop drop and roll right stop drop and roll it's the basic uh, you know, way to extinguish a fire if your clothing is on fire. Uh, you know, the the big thing to remember to tell people is to just cover their face with their hands, and uh, that'll protect their face, their airway. It's actually kind of funny. I actually have, I don't mean it's funny that this happened, but I actually have a relative when we were growing up that she, my cousin Chrissy used to swear her house was haunted. And in doing some research on the Derby Fire Department, I actually found out that a, a girl had died because her clothing caught on fire in their house in like 1909 so when i called to tell her that i i you know found that there was someone died in a fire in her house she swears that that's who it was but it was obviously a, a bigger problem years ago with the more loose fitting and flammable clothing we don't see it as much nowadays but usually when you do see it, it it's it's pretty horrific it, it's newsworthy because of the rarity of it but the stop drop and roll is one of the easiest uh ways going another common fire prevention if you will uh lesson is is what to do if you're in your house and you you know you wait middle of the night you're sleeping and the smoke alarm goes off you know what you're supposed to do you're supposed to get down on the ground low because that's the most safest thing because if you go up higher you will lose more air cells and make sure that you get out of the house more quickly Right, and when you get out of the house, how do you do that? Do you, do you just open the door and run down the hallway? No. Right, what are you supposed to do first? 
you're supposed to put the back of your hand on the door so that way you can tell if there's a fire in there or not. And then when you get out of the house, where are you supposed to go? You can discuss with your family to find a meeting place outside your house. And for Pop quiz, where's our meeting place? The mailbox. Very good. So a meeting place outside the house. It's a... Uh, it's very important, and a lot of, uh, over the years, I've observed a lot of these, and that's something that a lot of people leave out, is that meeting place, and that's one of the most important things, is because, as we know, we pull up on scene, is everybody out, and half the family's on one side of the house, and half the family's on the other, it creates confusion, so that, that meeting place is a good spot. Uh, the way my house is situated, the mailbox, perfect spot, so they know to go to the mailbox if there's a problem. Most apartments uh, don't really do a coordinated effort it's kind of like hit or miss so over the years and again i've observed a lot of them there, there's no standardized in our area like message so there, there's nobody coming together and saying okay this year this is what we're pushing or uh you know we're we're really want to stress this topic or even standardization we have four schools in our town we have four companies each company takes a school and they kind of do their own thing so you could have one company focusing on something you know, stop, drop, and roll, one company focusing on call 911. It's just something that we really could better coordinate. There are a lot of resources out there, and this is one of the, the things that I've talked a lot with people, is where to get resources to do these things. Perhaps the easiest and best spot is the NFPA, right, the National Fire Protection. Every year they put out the theme of Fire Protection Week, and then they'll, they'll give you a lot of pamphlets, documents, things like that to – to give out to the kids and obviously we usually bring some additional stuff you know we'll bring our plastic helmets some coloring books some crayons uh one of the firehouses in town the hotchkiss hose every year they give out trick-or-treat bags fire prevention weeks beginning october halloween's coming in a couple weeks you'd be amazed how many kids you see walking around town with their trick-or-treat bags it's a, a very good pr marketing strategy also don't be afraid to hit all the grades a lot of times you'll hear, oh, we just do the elementary schools or, or we don't do the elementary schools. I, I always found it important to hit everybody. Start, you know, preschool with the little kids, change your lessons, make them appropriate, but work your way up. The, the high school kids need to hear it too, especially because they're at that age now where YouTube and TikTok and the newest trend of, of this and that, you, you want them to understand the real world dangers of it. So, Amelia, what do you think about fire prevention? Do you think that you get enough of it in school, or do you think you should have more? I think we should have more of it. More of it? Why? Like, what more do you want? I think that, like, a week in October, we should have Fire Safety Week. Because every single um, every single month, we have this one thing that we do to prevent. But sometimes we all forget about it, and when it's too cold out, we don't do it. So those are your monthly fire drills at school, right? Oh, no, you do something else besides that? Okay. I thought you just did your monthly fire drills. No, we do not. Oh, okay. So what else do you want the, the people out there listening to know about fire safety? Am I missing anything? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That um, you should probably just, like, when you have, like, your fire um, safety week at school, I think you should pay more attention to it than talking to your friends because it's a really important thing in life. You never know when something could happen. And now, have you ever had a call 911? No. No, that's good. 
It's a good thing. We don't want you to have to call 911. I think it's because my parents are very protective of me, and they love, they just love us so much that they try not to make anything happen. I feel like at this point, you're just trying to suck up, but we'll continue on. So, we covered stop, drop, and roll, right? Call in 911. We talked about uh, your exit drills in the home. Smoke alarms, right? Do we, we have smoke alarms, and we have CO alarms in the house. So, if we have any of those problems, you know what to do there. Uh, you talked about that, about getting low. It's very important to get low, get out of the house. Um, what other safety things do you think that f- we should talk about as firefighters to kids? Pool safety. Pool safety. Why do you think? Do you think that's something that the firemen should talk to the kids about? Yes, because you never know when you and your friends can be out at the pool or the beach and something could happen where lightning strikes or something and you're in the water and you don't know what to do. What about shark attacks? Should we talk about those or you think we're good there? I'm too scared for that. Okay. So, uh, that's a good one though. Pool safety. I mean, you know, drowning is one of the number one causes of death of uh, kids under five. And unfortunately, the, the fire department gets called to a lot of those scenes. So that's a very good thought, Amelia, about pool safety could be something that could be incorporated. Obviously, up here in New England in October, you're not thinking swimming pool. You're thinking more like, uh, you know, it's obviously getting into the winter then, so you're not thinking swimming pools, but maybe that's something that they should go back to. I think in England it gets really icy out, and you never know. You could be walking over a pond, so you can take, like, a stick and you can stab it where it looks watery, and then if it breaks, you know that it's a pond because my dad was talking about earlier that – um, a lot of people break through the ice and can't get out in time. You mean New England, not England. Yeah, sometimes I get mixed up. It's okay. It happens, you know, England, New England. Yeah. There's Old England. There's New England. They, they have a funny accent to us, and we have a funny accent to them. So what other safety things do you think? So we, we talked pool safety. We talked fire safety. Uh, you, you mentioned lightning, you know, thunderstorms. That's a very good point, too, that they're um, – Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tornadoes. Oh, tornado safety, right? So weather safety. Up here we have a lot of thunderstorms, but fortunately we don't have a lot of tornadoes. We just had a, a little bit of an ice storm, blizzards. So that there, there are a lot of different safety factors that have to be thought of for those types of events, especially like a long-term power outage. Uh, what what else? You Go ahead. You want to go? Um, I think earthquakes. Oh, I didn't know that we were in a seismic zone, but uh, earthquakes could be another one. So if you're ever in a situation in an earthquake, you should get something underneath sturdy. But if you can't find anything, go into the corner of your couch and put your hands over your neck and duck down. Because then when stuff falls down, it'll protect you. Where do you learn this? Family Fun Pack. They um, have fire safety every, every single day because they live somewhere where they have tornadoes, hurricanes, and earthquakes. Do they live on Disaster Island? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so earthquake safety, yeah. If you're and you're you're right though, because in this part of the country in Connecticut, we don't worry about earthquakes. But if you move to certain parts, right, the South Carolina, Charleston area, uh, Missouri area, and then again the West Coast, Alaska, the, the around the Ring of Fire, you are prone to earthquakes. That's a very good uh, point. And then in the Midwest, you know, tornadoes, obviously along the coast, even here in Connecticut, you know, we we've had our fair share of tropical storms and hurricanes. Just uh, and, and again, the, the bigger problems with those things are the, the flooding, the storm surge, and the, the power outages. 
Very good, Amelia. You're rolling on this one. Thank you. All right. So uh, coming up this week, we're gonna or next week, we'll have a new episode out. The studio's almost done. I've got the microphone installed. I'm just fine tuning, and I'm gonna begin my uh, my videoing my video uh, podcast. So it's gonna be broadcast here on on your podcast platforms, and again on YouTube is gonna be our next uh, our leap. So uh, I'm gonna give Amelia a chance to say goodnight to everybody. Go ahead. Good night, and I also have one more thing. Okay, go for it. Make sure you check out Cutie Pie. <laughs> okay. So, with that being said, did you say goodnight, everybody? Yes, I did. Okay. So, we're going to get Amelia off to bed now because it's getting late, and she's a big day at school tomorrow, right? What am I doing? I don't know. It's Thursday. What are you guys doing in school on Thursday? Nothing. Oh. I have science. Oh, okay. There you go. You have science. So, tomorrow's science day in school. So, that's it for the Volley Chief this week. I want to thank my special guest for child fire safety, Amelia. Thank you. And, uh, again, next week we got a new show coming, so stay tuned. Have a good night.